All right, we are here. All right, guys, what's up? My name is China Davis, and this is the first introduction of Bet on Women podcast. All right, so again, my name is China Davis, and uh, we're gonna do today is just introduce like who's part of this thing. So a little bit about my background. I am a sports fanatic. Anybody who knows me knows I love the WNBA or anything about sports. Um, I am new. I wouldn't say new. I would say like a rookie in the sports industry compared to my next co-host who's going to be uh, introduced in a second here. But um, I'm a sports coordinator at the YMCA. Um, I do anything I can for the youth, and I just love being able to um, show the impact of sports and just talk about especially female players so or female athletes so um that's a little bit about myself and next we have miss angel here who is a phenomenal phenomenal person and who has a lot of insight to give us here we go angel Awesome. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Like China mentioned, I'm Angel Whetstone. I'm currently serving as a director of basketball operations in a role. Um, like China, I love basketball. Um, I am a huge fan of the WNBA. I support the WNBA and I support all of our athletes in WNBA. Um, and just trying to make sure that more people are watching and witnessing the greatness of the WNBA. Um, yeah. Also, Angel, you got an internship with Atlanta Dream, so I think you should go into that. Yeah. Most people don't <laughs> get that. Yeah, for sure. So I was blessed with a great opportunity to work with the Dream this summer. Um, however, with COVID happening, it wasn't um, something that could that they could have interns and staff and all of their staff come on to the IMG Academy campus, which is super close to us. So. It was just a downer not to be able to go and be able to witness all of that. That's right in our own backyard. So I'm so excited and hopeful that maybe next summer the opportunity will come again. I just, every time I think about that, like, it's literally like two hours away and it's like mm-hmm. all my favorite players and just can't even get a glimpse awesome. of <laughs> uh, whatever. So um, like Angel said, like, you know, we just want to bring uh, like more awareness to this this special special lead so that is the point of this podcast um like i said like i'm all about wa is one of my dream jobs like the one to work in the lead anything i can do i want to do it so the point of this is to just bring more awareness um just teach people things about players the league um the organization that they did not know about um also just talk about women's sports i think that's just dope by itself what about you, Angel? What do you want to get out of it? What do you think that this podcast is going to do for others? Yeah, like you mentioned, I think it's the awareness. You know, so many times we see young girls that don't know anything about the WBA or anything about the players, whereas I think when I was growing up, the league was really starting to grow um, in yep. the 2000s. Like, we had the Orlando Miracle here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, that was something like, oh, wow, like, women playing basketball, it wasn't something that was talked about a lot. And I think for us, you know, there's so many platforms now that we have the platform to introduce young women to the WBA. We have, you know, I have student athletes that I'm introducing them to the WBA. And so I think it's just something that needs to be talked about. It's, it's, it's great basketball um, either way. And I think it's just a great opportunity to have women um, that love the game as much as we do and get to do something that they love every single day. Right. And like, 
we kind of um we go back just a tad bit there because mm-hmm. we went to Lake Cowell and I went to Lake Mary and I just recall like um when I played basketball I knew about the WNBA of course I was well invested in it but none of my teammates and none of them was like right uh the WNBA just it's just too slow for me like it's mm-hmm. not entertaining like but for me I was still learning about the game of basketball because I, I mean I stopped playing at um around middle school area and just got back within like freshman year of high school so I'm like well these are some of the best teachers in the world and it's just right. that um how do you think the the dynamic of like the WNBA and like where it's come from how much has it changed since then as you said yeah I think it's changed so much and I can go both ways with this with the social media platforms that we have now and with the bubble, we're all able to watch WNBA on ESPN, on CBS Sports. And so I think that is something where it's more recognizable. Um, and that platform is here now where it wasn't as popular or as more seen on, right. you know, in the 90s, in 97, when it was first starting up. And I right. think that's something that is changing for the better, for sure, like, I don't know, the, the WBA, when they first started, had Rebecca Lobo, had Cheryl Swoops. I mean, these great women that are legends mm-hmm. and that started the WBA. And it's, I think, for me, being able to see the progress, right. um, the great progress, and be able to see that we're watching legends right, right now. And we'll be able to tell our kids one day, like, yep, mm-hmm. Candace Parker was a woman of her right. time, yeah. you know? And so... And, and that's something that Cheryl Soups was, you know, Rebecca Lobo was for us. And so I think it's just, it's a great platform. Um, it's a great dynamic. And I think, you know, just having one NBA players also investing in the WBA right. and, mm-hmm. you know, wearing their orange jackets that are sold out. <laughs> um, oh. but it's, just, it's just nice to see that, you know, the men are also representing us right. and understand why women play basketball too. And they do right. it great. You know, we always have the trolls on Twitter, um, on social media, under all of our great WBA players' comments. And so right. it's just nice to see, like, hey, you know, these men support us. Why can't you support the W also? Right. Um, also, to go on top of that, I think now it's, it's cool. Like, the WBA is cool now. Now that it's getting more exposure. Now it's getting more allies to go – uh, and and fight for and advocate for the league. People are be like, oh okay, like um, Kobe Bryant. I, I we gotta we gotta talk about him for a second, and because I think he is the um, the leader, the leader of the pack for yeah. for bringing awareness to um, the WMA. So how has his like um, impact and him and Gigi and 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 them? you know, come to the forefront, like, hey, this league is special. More people need to pay attention to it and and stepping up and saying that. Yeah, I think it's a representation. You know, he wasn't a person that just talked about it, but he was about it. He would be at the games. He'd be on the courtside seats. You know, he would bring his children with him. And I think that's something that we all can learn from is, you know, bringing the younger generation to watch something that's so amazing. And for him to be able to use his platform. Everyone knows who Kobe Bryant is. Like I got to meet him. So I just gotta throw that out there. But what? you know, yes, I'll I'll throw a picture in there. Um but everyone 
I think everyone can learn something from him. You know, he was not just a great person on the court. He also took the time to invest in our future players. He took the time to invest in Sabrina, uh, that place for New York Liberty, you know, and, and that's things you don't, I think going back to that dynamic of when the league first started, Mm-hmm. we had you know the NBA commissioner that was helping the women get started but you didn't have a player to my knowledge an NBA player that was really focusing on helping women you know grow and develop Not at all. Not at all. exactly and so I think that's what he brings to the W like you know and to young players and, and to men to show you know this was what he was all about was you know representing the WNBA right and, and going back to that representation um, which is another point of this this podcast, you know, just just showing um, just about this league and about these amazing mm-hmm. women. Um, also, going back to representation, I think me and you are very fortunate to be in the positions that we are, um, with me being the YMCA and, and dealing with the young kids, but you are dealing with college athletes. So how, how do you think um, for you bringing exposure to these young females about the league and and just about what they do on the court and off the court. Yeah. So to be honest, I actually just started a new thing with our players. Um, I wanted to get them involved with the WNBA because I love it and I watch it so consistently. I told them, hey, you know, if you're interested, let me know. But I'm thinking about giving a player a matchup that I think a player that has your style of play you can match up Ooh. with them. You watch them. You watch their highlights. And you come back to me and let me know what they do well, what they don't do well. But the most importantly, what can you incorporate to your game that nice. they have taught you? And I think it it switches something on in them because some of them don't watch the WBA. And I'm yeah. like, it is on ESPN. Everyone yeah. has ESPN. I don't yep. care what you say. Everyone has ESPN and everyone can watch. Like, I don't have CBS Sports, but I find a way to find find a game to watch. Yep. But, you know, just doing that, like you said, like being able to bring, you know, them into this, you know, hopefully getting them attached. And I had one player, I, I linked her, her player match with Ariel Atkins. She said, oh, my gosh, gosh my player is going off right now. I'm like, yes, like these oh, women man. are awesome. And, you know, just just being able to push them to step outside their comfort zone but also for them to learn a little bit more about themselves, about right. the WBA. And I hope that they're learning more about these players that I've selected for them individually. Correct. And like for me um, with, you know, little kids, so I try to deal with more like the middle school girls leap, mm-hmm. just because I know they're getting at that age where they kind of understand basketball, they're interested, but they don't really know. Um, but for me, I try to at least do like, women's college basketball like you can start low just yeah. start right there that like looking at just female athletes in general and then like once you be like oh like okay women's basketball this is not bad like these girls are ballers too and then we take it to another level of the NBA but most of the time they don't listen to me I try to talk to the fans <laughs> on the other hand to to just you know introduce them to it. just watch the game go and and um catch a game um mm-hmm. go to you know, Rollins or, or go to somewhere that's close or far yeah. or wherever you live at and try to get in a women's basketball game. So, yeah. um, man, that was great. That was good. That was pretty good. Angel. Nice. I like that. Um, <laughs> so, as you can tell, people, this is 
see the passion that is right there for this league. So let's let's just go right into some of these predictions that we have because we just talked about it. And I got to say, I don't know where my head is. All right, so we're just going to start with Rookie of the Year. Your prediction right now. So initially, I'm Aggie. Yay, Giggum, all the Aggies. Um, my Rookie of the Year was Candy Carter. She was, you know, putting up 30-plus points a game. Um, she can still – she's a defender. She's great on the court. And I was like, that's my rookie of the year right there. Like, there's no question in my mind. But since she is hurt, um, I don't know when she's going to come back. But I know, if anything, as an Aggie, I know Kennedy Carter. She's keeping her back in the game. And I say that she'll be back within a couple of weeks. Um, but if she's not, my my second pick would have to be, I don't know if you're, I'll wait for you to say you're rookie of the year, but I can go with someone else. But as of right now, it's Kennedy Carter for me. See, Kenny Carter actually was mine too. Like, like before she okay. got injured. First of all, for her to come in a league, people forget, and and some people don't know the WNBA is hard. You, it's it's twelve teams, and it's what twelve players per team, right? So That's I think a it's hard. One hundred forty players. Yes. Yeah, it's a very hard league, and it's a hard league to score in because you have so many veterans. Not a lot of rookies, and if you are a rookie, you got to obviously prove yourself because they're not going to treat you like a rookie. Once you're in, you're in. So the fact that she came in, confidence out the window, just easily. Literally, she did yeah. any and everything she wanted to do. And mm-hmm. for a rookie to come in, I have so much respect for her because for a rookie to come in and to get on the team like Atlanta Dream, who is all about athleticism, all about running, and just basically become the star player of the team. I was like, there's nobody. And, you know, we can kind of go back and forth with, you know, Sabrina. But I I felt like that Mm -hmm. was kind of a cliche, you know. People just assume. But we were texting during the the first, um, when they played, when Liberty and Storm played that first game. Just Mm -hmm. felt like she was just timid, you know. So yeah. um, I think it goes it back to what you're saying, though, is is the matchup in the league. Right. Sabrina is what five nine, five eight on a good day. Yeah. She's not a point guard anymore. She's a two guard, and I think the matchup, you know, it was it was hard for her to adjust that first game. But I think she got it. Um, I hope when she, I hope that she does get back on the court soon. Right. Um, but like like you were saying, it's it's a veteran game. Like you're a rookie. They have a lot of rookies on the New York team. And and that's also you know something that can hold them back, but right. he just has to has to grow and learn how these how these veterans work because it's not going to be easy like you mentioned. If you if I'm coming down the court and I see um, Stewie in front of me, I'm probably going to pass it. So, <laughs> um, but anyways, going back to so my Rick Edgar and you know my team, I got to go with the links here. Crystal Dangerfield, she's five five. Yeah. Like, Oh, oh, just doing, just bringing this swagger, this style at 5'5". Five, five. And she just dropped, what she dropped, like 20, 21 points last night? 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, alone, she, I think she has proven herself. Honestly, I personally didn't have her in the race for rookie of the year. Just because I didn't know what she was going to bring. I'm not going to lie to you. I really did. And I would apologize for her because I really, I was worried <laughs> for a second. 
I really was. But she she slapped me in my face and proved me wrong because she's I. I don't even know what to say. I think she's proved everyone wrong. Um, And like the head coach of Minnesota mentioned several times, you know, she didn't come into the year thinking that she was going to get as many, as many playing minutes as she had so far. Right. It's only because of injury. You know what I mean? And so when you put it at that and your next guard, you know, you have to come in off the bench, it starts to, okay, well, maybe she can start. Maybe she can play more minutes. And like you said, she's been performing five, five, she plays with courage. She plays. She is determined, um, and height is not stopping her at all in this league. She is relentless, relentless. Oh my gosh! All right, here we go. MVP. MVP. <laughs> MVP. My MVP, hands down. No competition. Honestly, uh, sorry to everyone else. I'm gonna say Stewie. She came back with a torn Achilles. And came back and she's performing better than she was in these past three years, putting up numbers, defending. And I think you have to give it to her. This woman has worked so hard to get back, but she's outperformed herself. Um, Stewie is not taking a game off and she's performing. And I I have to say, that's my MVP of the year. Who's yours? Yikes. And I'm... (laughs) I'm a huge Stewie fan. I, I love her since UConn. I, I'm going to pick Stewie, but I'm going to put in the conversation um, Nafisa Collier. I okay. just like, I think her game and how she stepped up for the Lynx. Um, I mean, in, we already knew, like, she could score easily. Paint behind the three, like, just her, I think her footwork, honestly, like, her yeah, her being in the paint has has grown a lot since her rookie year. So I think she can be in discussion. But Brianna Stewart, I this girl took one dribble <laughs> to get to the <laughs> other side of the court. I I if they don't give this, I don't think there's anybody that could even come close right now. It, it's, yeah. it's it's too late. I think she solidified it, Un- unless. Somebody from here on out do some. I don't even know. I I really don't. I don't see nobody really, and and it's kind of a bummer because I wish there was like more people to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's in the race with it. But because I know and we talked about it as well. Um, Brittany Griner said you know her goal was to be yeah. MVP, but she hasn't done anything. No, Just, she's not performing, she's, and I think. You know, Phoenix has a great setup. Um, they have great guards. You know, you have Brittany Guy in the post. Um, but I don't think she's performing efficiently to be at the MVP level. Um, and it's no. kind of disappointing um, because we know her her game. I mean, at Baylor, she was right. dominating. But then when you get in the league, like we mentioned, it's different. Yeah. You got women that, are, that have been playing for a while and um, it's kind of disappointing to see um, Brittany Griner not, you know, trying to not setting the goal that she had for setting the goal, right. but not being able to accomplish it in this week three. Um, but I only hope that she can learn, move forward, and and put some more numbers right. up and be a better defender. Uh, we know she's a great defender. She's got long arms, um, and I don't think we're really seeing seeing the best of her this year. She's six eight, right? Six seven, six eight. Mm-hmm. Like nobody, no. When I say nobody, nobody should be able to, to score on you at all, 
at Unless Kim Beige is playing, we gotta give Kim Beige. That props. is that is true. That's <laughs> true. Do you think like would you think this would be a different discussion had Elena played, Cambridge played, or, or all these players who sat out were were playing For right now? Sure. It's and this is my thing though about Cam Beige. If Cam Beige was with the Aces right now, they would be my pick to win this year. Oh, they have Kendra McCaudry who is dropping thirty plus points a game. She was a great addition. I'm a big Dream fan, so when she came there in '09, I was gun ho. I'm a Dream fan now. They were losing, but I was a Dream fan. And for her to come into the Aces and be that glue and, and with Asia. They were they would be my team of the year with Cam Beige. When we talk about uh, Deladon, I mean the, the Washington Mystics. Like they are, you know, the MVP, not MVP, the the, the champ. You know, and right. so I think the conversation would be different if she was if she was playing this year. Yeah. Um. I I think her and Stewie would be one of my MVPs. Um, you know, it's tough not having her, but obviously we understand and want her to feel comfortable playing, and I'm okay right. with that. Um, but yeah, that's tough. Damn. I, I just, just to see how um, Brianna Stewart's playing right now, I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> She's, she just looks like old Stewie to me. Yeah. Old Stewie. Better, old, better than yeah, old Stewie. Yeah, just whatever Honestly. she wants. Whatever she wants, like just uh gosh, I don't even know. All right, here we go. Um, six women of the year. So I, yeah, go yours first. Rhea Hartley. Okay. Okay. Yeah. People felt. I think people People forgot about her a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. they forgot about it a little bit. If you go back to her college days, Rhea Hartley was easily one of the top three in the nation, hands down. But, you know, once she got in the league, she kind of, I think she got a little, I don't want to say timid, just, like I said, the league is hard. So, there were guards that were just like her, athletic, can run, can score mm-hmm. easily. But... I think what she's done this season for Phoenix is she just looks like that that old but better Bria Hartley. So I think she's contributing when and and like you said, like Phoenix has great guards. They got um Megan Smith, who I think was another good addition, but I think they're still finding that that chemistry. Mm-hmm. But Bria just going out there and playing. Like she's she's not concerned. She just what I can do for this team. Whatever I can contribute, she's doing. So, and I think they relied on her just a tad bit when some of the guards that shouldn't be lacking yeah. um, on her just a tad bit there. So, but she's contributed and she's putting up numbers. So, um, to me, I think if she doesn't get it, I don't know who else I would pick because she was the first one that came to mind. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. That's a good one. I honestly, like, I don't know who I'd pick for a sixth man. Uh, sixth woman of the year. Uh, I would have to watch some more games. Um, I I do think, though, she is a starter, but people that we need to throw into the conversation is Dewana Bonner. I got to give it to her. She's Ooh. been carrying the sun, like <laughs> carrying, like on her back. And Dewana Bonner has always been one of my, my great players, and I wish that she was still with Phoenix. 
um, because that, I don't know, she, she's just such a great player. I right. think six four can shoot the three, can post up, can handle the ball like a guard. And I think she needs to be in the conversation. Uh, I don't, I don't see her as an MVP candidate, um, no. but she is dropping those MVP candidate numbers. Number, but yeah, she needs sure. to be in the conversation for something. Uh, so I need to give Dewana Bonner props for sure. I forgot about her. <laughs> but see, I, I was thinking about because, like, in the first couple of games, Bonner, she wasn't, you know, what I'm saying, like, I, I guess, yes, but you know, it's a new team. She's been part of Phoenix since the start of her career yeah. so just switching over to a whole new organization I that can go into effect of how things were and but from the get-go Bria was like already yeah. numbers. that's why I said Bria but who knows Bonnie, she she may get it she may get it she may get it all right so we obviously we got to continue this into the uh next episode the first official one but I'm gonna leave you off with this. Who are your predictions for the championship? And we can just we just give a snippet. We don't gotta go full into effect with it. But who are the two teams right now that you think are going to be in the championship? I'm gonna say Seattle, Seattle Storm, and I'm gonna give y'all. Chicago Sky. Okay, I think those are the favorites. Those are the favorites. Really? But yes, I think so. I think uh, first of all, and I don't even go to, but Chicago right now, I scary team. I, I've never like. I we'll get into that later, but I think those two. However, I gotta like. I say don't sleep on the Aces or um, the Suns. I, I got to say, I think yeah. the Suns will surprise us just because I think they're starting to get into rhythm, how to play as a team, and their offense can be scary. And they're deep. First of all, they're a long team. That's a whole right? other conversation. See, I, that's why I don't want to get into it. But yeah, Aces and Suns don't sleep on it. But Chicago and Seattle seem like the go-to. But I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I give I give you that. Um, like I mentioned earlier, the Aces would have been my pick with Cam Beige, but because they're performing so well, um, the Chicago and Aces game the other night, I, I picked Chicago only because they know how to execute when time is on the clock and, and the Aces didn't execute when they should have. Um, being a more veteran team, I think they're more of a veteran team. Um, they have the top players. It was kind of like, uh, I would pick Chicago Sky right now um, because of the ex- their lack of execution. Um, but Aces has a great team, and then they should be in the conversation also with the Suns. Are you talking about um, that play that Wade drew up? Yeah. I watched that 10 times. And okay. you know, most of my friends don't, they don't pay attention to women's basketball. I kept saying, this is probably the most best executed play I have seen in so long. Oh, well, also, I would say the Syracuse game, I can't remember who they were playing. Syracuse was down, I want to say, by one sideball, uh, basketball out of bounds on the side. I can't remember who. I can't give you names right now, but that was good about, play, too. With the back screen to the basket. I and, know. yeah, the lob. Yeah. 
but I knew Coach Wade, Coach Wade, like he, how he drew that up and was so calm. Thirty second timeout, I believe. Um, right. I think the players. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember if it's the Shield. Someone mentioned that they had drawing up last minute plays in the right. game before, like practice before. Um, but Coach Wade, I have to give him props to being calm and being able to draw that up because I've been in situations like that when I was coaching club basketball. And right. I'm over here kind of, you know, panicking, but trying to stay <laughs> calm. And he, as a coach, that's well admired for that. And the way the team was able to execute that, that championship play right there. All right. I was going to leave, leave it at that. But I got to go into the next episode. Should Vandersloot be in the runnings for MVP? Are we leaving it there, or <laughs> I'm leaving it there. I'm leaving it there. That that is the question we're gonna leave off on, because yeah, I want to get into that. Because I'm gonna say yeah. I'm just gonna say that. I'm gonna say yeah. I right. do definitely next conversation for sure. That's gonna probably <laughs> take me like ten, twelve minutes just to talk about because yeah. All right, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys for tuning into this. Um, more to come. Um, we just wanted to give you guys a glimpse into what this whole thing is going to be about. Um, be sure to support us. Um, some exciting content, especially like hearing me talk. It's, it's great. Angel, yeah. you want to leave them off with something or anything? Or No, I'm just excited to be here with you, China. Uh, sit here and talk about basketball. You know, not many people know about basketball, and it's always great to have a friend that I can talk with. Um, and that also knows and understands the game as much as I do. So it's just great. And I'm excited for this this great podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was just bad. That was just bad. All right, you guys. We'll see you later. Better Women Podcast going down.